0: Welcome to an LDS Guided Meditation and Mindful Reading Companion to The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Come Follow Me Studies I am your host, Tricia Haney This week's episode covers September 20th through 26th Doctrine and Covenants sections 106 through 108 To Have the Heavens Opened If you haven't already, Please join me for my new podcast, Meditative Reading, The Book of Mormon. Let's begin by sitting or laying in a comfortable position in a quiet space. Close your eyes. Be mindful of your breathing. Be aware of the air as it enters and exits your body. Be conscious of the rise and fall of your chest as your breathing deepens. Recognize the air that surrounds you, the warmth or the coolness of it as it touches your skin. Observe your thoughts. This is your time to let go of the past and future worries for a time and to be in the present. If you find your thoughts wandering, gently bring them back to the present by focusing on your breathing. As we continue to relax our bodies, you may choose to incorporate movement by stretching or moving the body part before relaxing it. Or, you can choose to remain still. Soften your face, your eyebrows, eyes, cheeks, and jaw. Relax your neck and your shoulders. Let the tension. Let the tension flow down and out through your legs, ankles, feet, and toes. Scan your body for any places that you still might be holding tension and release it. If you are sitting, straighten your spine, lift your chin, and drop your shoulders. Continue to soften your body while your breathing deepens. Doctrine and Covenants, section 106. Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, November 25th, 1834 This revelation is directed to Warren A. Cowdery, an older brother of Oliver Cowdery It is my will that my servant, Warren A. Cowdery, should be appointed and ordained a presiding high priest over my church in the land of freedom and regions round about and should preach my everlasting gospel, and lift up his voice and warn the people, not only in his own place, but in the adjoining counties, and devote his whole time to this high and holy calling, which I now give unto him, seeking diligently the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness, and all things necessary shall be added thereunto, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. And again, verily I say unto you, The coming of the Lord draweth nigh, and it overtaketh the world as a thief in the night. Therefore gird up your loins, that you may be the children of light, that the day shall not overtake you as a thief. And again, verily, I say unto you, there was joy in heaven when my servant Warren bowed to my scepter, and separated himself from the crafts of men. Therefore, blessed is my servant Warren, For I will have mercy on him, and notwithstanding the vanity of his heart, I will lift him up inasmuch as he will humble himself before me. And I will give him grace and assurance wherewith he may stand. And if he continue to be a faithful witness and a light unto the church, I have prepared a crown for him in the mansions of my Father. Even so, Amen. Doctrine and Covenants, section 107, verses 1 through 59. Revelation on the Priesthood, given through Joseph Smith the Prophet, at Kirtland, Ohio, about April 1835. Although this section was recorded in 1835, the historical records affirm that most of verses 60 through 100 incorporate a revelation given through Joseph Smith on November 11th. 1831. This section was associated with the organization of the Quorum of the Twelve in February and March 1835. The prophet likely delivered it in the presence of those who were preparing to depart May 3, 1835, on their first Quorum mission. There are in the church two priesthoods, namely the Melchizedek and Aaronic including the Levitical Priesthood. Why the first is called the Melchizedek Priesthood is because Melchizedek was such a great high priest. Before this day it was called the Holy Priesthood after the order of the Son of God. But out of respect or reverence to the name of the Supreme Being, to avoid the too frequent repetition of his name, they the Church in ancient days called that priesthood after Melchizedek, or the Melchizedek Priesthood. All other authorities or offices in the church are appendages to this priesthood. But there are two divisions or grand heads. One is the Melchizedek Priesthood and the other is the Aaronic or Levitical Priesthood. The office of an elder comes under the Priesthood of Melchizedek. The Melchizedek Priesthood holds the rights of Presidency and has the power and authority over all the offices in the Church in all the ages of the world to administer in spiritual things. The Presidency of the High Priesthood after the Order of Melchizedek have a right to officiate in all the offices in the Church. High Priests after the Order of the Melchizedek Priesthood have a right to officiate in their own standing, under the direction of the Presidency, In administering spiritual things and also in the office of an elder, priest of the Levitical order, teacher, deacon, and member. An elder has a right to officiate in his stead when the high priest is not present. The high priest and elder are to administer in spiritual things, agreeable to the covenants and commandments of the church, and they have a right to officiate in all these offices of the church when there are no higher authorities present. The second priesthood is called the Priesthood of Aaron because it was conferred upon Aaron and his seed throughout all their generations. Why it is called the Lesser Priesthood is because it is an appendage of the Greater, or the Melchizedek Priesthood, and has power in administering outward ordinances. The bishopric is the presidency of this priesthood and holds the keys or authority of the same. No man has a legal right to this office to hold the keys of this priesthood except he be a literal descendant of Aaron, but as a high priest of the Melchizedek priesthood has authority to officiate in all the lesser offices, he may officiate in the office of bishop when no literal descendant of Aaron can be found, provided he is called and set apart and ordained unto this power by the hands of the presidency of the Melchizedek Priesthood. The power and authority of the higher, or Melchizedek Priesthood, is to hold the keys of all the spiritual blessings of the Church, to have the privilege of receiving the mysteries of the Kingdom of Heaven, to have the Heavens opened unto them, to commune with the General Assemblies and Church of the Firstborn, and to enjoy the communion and presence of God the Father, and Jesus the Mediator of the New Covenant. The power and authority of the lesser, or Aaronic, priesthood is to hold the keys of the ministering of angels, to administer in outward ordinances the letter of the gospel, the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins agreeable to the covenants and commandments. Of necessity, there are presidents, or presiding officers growing out of, or appointed of, or from among those, who are ordained, to the several offices in these two priesthoods, of the Melchizedek Priesthood three presiding high priests, chosen by the body, appointed and ordained to that office, and upheld by the confidence, faith, and prayer of the Church, from a quorum of the Presidency of the Church. The Twelve Traveling Counselors are called to be the Twelve Apostles, or Special Witnesses, of the name of Christ in all the world, thus differing from other officers in the church in the duties of their calling, and they form a quorum, equal in authority and power to the three presidents previously mentioned. The seventy are also called to preach the gospel, and to be especial special witnesses unto the Gentiles in all the world, thus differing from other officers in the church in the duties of their calling, and they form a quorum, equal in authority to that of the Twelve Special Witnesses or Apostles just named. And every decision made by either of these quorums must be by the unanimous voice of the same, that is, every member in each quorum must be agreeable to its decision, in order to make their decisions of the same power or validity, one with the other. A majority may form a quorum when circumstances render it impossible to be otherwise. Unless this is the case, their decisions are not entitled to the same blessings which the decisions of a quorum of three presidents were anciently, who were ordained after the order of Melchizedek and were righteous and holy men. The decisions of these quorums, or either of them, are to be made in all righteousness, in holiness and lowliness of heart, meekness and long-suffering, and in faith and virtue, and knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. Because the promise is, if these things abound in them, they shall not be unfruitful in the knowledge of their Lord. And in case that any decision of these quorums is made in unrighteousness, it may be brought before the general assembly of the several quorums, which constitute the spiritual authorities of the church, otherwise there can be no appeal from their decision. The twelve are a traveling presiding high council, to officiate in the name of the Lord, under the direction of the presidency of the church, agreeable to the institution of heaven, to build up the church and regulate all the affairs of the same, in all nations, first unto the Gentiles and secondly unto the Jews. The 70 are to act in the name of the Lord under the direction of the 12 or the traveling High Council in building up the church and regulating all the affairs of the same in all nations, first unto the Gentiles and then to the Jews. The 12 being sent out holding the keys to open the door by the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and first unto the Gentiles and then unto the Jews, the standing High Council at the Stakes of Zion form a quorum equal in authority in the affairs of the Church in their decisions to the Quorum of the Presidency or to the Traveling High Council. The High Council in Zion form a quorum equal in authority in the affairs of the Church in all their decisions to the Councils of the Twelve at the Stakes of Zion. It is the duty of the Traveling High Council to call upon the seventy, when they need assistance, to fill the several calls for preaching and administering the gospel, instead of any other. It is the duty of the twelve, in all large branches of the church, to obtain evangelical ministers, as they shall be designated unto them by revelation. The order of this priesthood was confirmed to be handed down from father to son, and rightly belongs to the literal descendants of the Chosen Seed to whom the promises were made. This order was instituted in the days of Adam and came down by lineage in the following manner. From Adam to Seth who was ordained by Adam at the age of sixty-nine years and was blessed by him three years previous to his, Adam's death and received the promise of God by his father and his posterity should be the Chosen of the Lord and they should be preserved unto the ends of the earth. Because he, Seth, was a perfect man, and his likeness was the expressive likeness of his father, inasmuch as he seemed to be like unto his father in all things, and could be distinguished from him only by his age. Enos was ordained at the age of 134 years and 4 months, by the hand of Adam. God called upon Canaan in the wilderness in the fortieth year of his age, and he met Adam in journeying to the place Shedalammach. He was 87 years old when he received his ordination. Mahalalil was 496 years and 7 days old when he was ordained by the hand of Adam, who also blessed him. Jared was 200 years old when he was ordained under the hand of Adam, who also blessed him. Enoch was twenty-five years old when he was ordained under the hand of Adam, and he was sixty-five, and Adam blessed him. And he saw the Lord, and he walked with him, and was before his face continually, and he walked with God three hundred and sixty-five years, making him four hundred and thirty years old when he was translated. Methuselah was one hundred years old when he was ordained under the hand of Adam, Lamech was thirty-two years old when he was ordained under the hand of Seth. Noah was ten years old when he was ordained under the hand of Methuselah. Three years previous to the death of Adam, he called Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, and Methuselah who were all high priests with the residue of his posterity who were righteous in the valley of Adam on Diamond, and there bestowed upon them his last blessing. And the Lord appeared unto them, and they rose up and blessed Adam, and called him Michael the Prince, the Archangel. And the Lord administered comfort unto Adam, and said unto him, I have set thee to be at the head, a multitude of nations shall come of thee, and thou art a prince over them for ever. And Adam stood up in the midst of the congregation, and notwithstanding he was bowed down with age, being full of the Holy Ghost, predicted whatsoever should befall his posterity unto the latest generation. These things were all written in the book of Enoch, and are to be testified of in due time. It is the duty of the Twelve also, to ordain and set in order all other officers of the church agreeable to the revelation which says, To the Church of Christ in the land of Zion, in addition to the church laws respecting church business. Doctrine and Covenants, section 107, verses 60 through 100. Verily I say unto you, saith the Lord of hosts, there must needs be presiding elders to preside over those who are of the office of an elder, and also priests who preside over those who are of the office of a priest, and also teachers to preside over those who are of the office of teacher, in like manner, and also the deacons. Wherefore, from deacon to teacher, and from teacher to priest, and from priest to elder, severally as they are appointed according to the covenants and commandments of the church, then comes the high priesthood, which is of the greatest of all. Wherefore, it must needs be that one be appointed of the high priesthood to preside over the priesthood, And he shall be called President of the High Priesthood of the Church, or, in other words, the presiding High Priest over the High Priesthood of the Church. From the same comes the administering of ordinances and blessings upon the Church, by the laying on of hands. Wherefore, the office of a bishop is not equal unto it, for the office of a bishop is in administering all temporal things. Nevertheless, a bishop must be chosen from the high priesthood, unless he is a literal descendant of Aaron. For unless he is a literal descendant of Aaron, he cannot hold the keys of that priesthood. Nevertheless, a high priest, that is, after the order of Melchizedek, may be set apart unto the ministering of temporal things, having a knowledge of them by the Spirit of Truth, and also to be judged in Israel, to do the business of the church, to sit in judgment upon transgressors, upon testimony as it shall be laid before him, according to the laws, by the assistance of his counselors, whom he has chosen or will choose among the elders of the church. This is the duty of a bishop who is not a literal descendant of Aaron, but has been ordained to the high priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. Thus shall he be a judge even a common judge among the inhabitants of Zion, or in a stake of Zion, or in any branch of the church where he shall be set apart unto this ministry, until the borders of Zion are enlarged, and it becomes necessary to have other bishops or judges in Zion or elsewhere. And inasmuch as there are other bishops appointed, they shall act in the same office. But a literal descendant of Aaron has a legal right to the presidency of this priesthood, to the keys of the ministry, to act in the office of bishop independently, without counselors, except in a case where a president of the high priesthood, after the order of Melchizedek, is tried to sit as a judge in Israel, and the decision of either of these counselors, agreeable to the commandments which say, Again, verily I say unto you, the most important business of the church, and the most difficult cases of the church, inasmuch as there is not satisfaction upon the decision of the bishop or judges, and it shall be handed over and carried up unto the council of the church, before the presidency of the high priesthood. And the presidency of the council of the high priesthood shall have power to call other high priests even twelve, to assist as counselors. And thus the Presidency of the High Priesthood and its counselors shall have power to decide upon testimony according to the laws of the Church. And after this decision it shall be had in remembrance no more before the Lord. For this is the High Council of the Church of God and a final decision upon controversies in spiritual matters. There is not any person belonging to the Church who is exempt from this council of the Church. And inasmuch as the President of the High Priesthood shall transgress, he shall be had in remembrance before the Common Council of the Church, who shall be assisted by twelve counselors of the High Priesthood. And their decision upon the head shall be an end of controversy concerning him. Thus none shall be exempt from the Judge and the laws of God, that all things may be done in order and in solemnity before him, according to truth and righteousness. And again verily I say unto you, the duty of a president over the office of a deacon is to preside over twelve deacons, to sit in council with them and to teach them their duties, edifying one another as it is given according to the covenants. And also the duty of the President over the office of the teachers is to preside over 24 of the teachers, and to sit in council with them, teaching them the duties of their office as given in the covenants. Also the duty of the President over the priesthood of Aaron is to preside over 48 priests, to sit in council with them, to teach them duties of their office as it is given in the covenants. This president is to be a bishop, for this is one of the duties of the priesthood. Again, the duty of the president over the office of elders is to preside over 96 elders, and to sit in council with them, and to teach them according to the covenants. This presidency is a distinct one from that of the 70, and is designed for those who do not travel into all the world. And again the duty of the President of the Office of the High Priesthood is to preside over the whole church and to be like unto Moses. Behold, here is wisdom, yea, to be a seer, a revelator, a translator, and a prophet, having all the gifts of God which he bestows upon the head of the church. And it is according to the vision showing the order of the seventy, that they should have seven presidents to preside over them chosen out of the number of seventy. And the seventh president of these presidents is to preside over the six. And these seven presidents are to choose other seventy beside the first seventy to whom they belong and are to preside over them. And also other seventy until seven times seventy if the labor in the vineyard of necessity requires it. And these seventy are to be traveling ministers unto the Gentiles first, and also unto the Jews. Whereas other officers of the Church, who belong not unto the Twelve, neither to the Seventy, are not under the responsibility to travel among all nations, but are to travel as their circumstances shall allow. Notwithstanding, they may hold as high and responsible offices in the Church. Wherefore, now let every man learn his duty, and to act in the office in which he is appointed, in all diligence. He that is slothful shall not be counted worthy to stand, and he that learns not his duty, and shows himself not approved, shall not be counted worthy to stand. Even so, Amen. Doctrine and Covenants section 108 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Kirtland, Ohio December 26, 1835. This section was received at the request of Lyman Sherman, who had previously been ordained a Seventy and who had come to the prophet with a request for a revelation to make known his duty. Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you, my servant Lyman, Your sins are forgiven you because you have obeyed my voice in coming up hither this morning to receive counsel of him whom I have appointed. Therefore, let your soul be rest concerning your spiritual standing, and resist no more my voice. And arise up and be more careful henceforth in observing your vows which you have made and do make and you shall be blessed with exceedingly great blessings. Wait patiently until the solemn assembly shall be called of my servants. Then you shall be remembered with the first of mine elders, and receive right by ordination with the rest of mine elders whom I have chosen. Behold, this is the promise of the Father unto you, if you continue faithfully. And it shall be fulfilled upon you in that day that you shall have right to preach my gospel wheresoever I shall send you, from henceforth from that time. Therefore, strengthen your brethren in all your conversations, in all your prayers, in all your exhortations, and in all your doings, and behold and lo, I am with you to bless you and deliver you forever. Amen. It is now time for the self-guided part of today's mindful practice. Please take this time to pray and ponder about those spiritual things in your mind and heart. Use your breathing to remain in the present. Listen to and ponder those things that the Spirit quietly places into your prepared mind. The Spirit can show you great things when you take the time to listen.